Now, the Sports Cards and Collectibles Radio Show with Darren Kimura. Brought to you by the Honolulu Chinese JCs, Papa John's Pizza, Comics, etc., and Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. Welcome to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show. Uh, we have a great show planned for you. We got Tanner on the board, and as always, you know, if you've got any questions, give us a ring at 808 296 1420. We're broadcasting here live from the beautiful downtown studios of ESPN Honolulu. And, uh, you know, a couple things. I wanted to congratulate the Chinese JCs on their Healthy Baby Contest this past weekend, and I want to congratulate them because they are hosting the event this weekend at Pro Ridge Vai Makai. That's the uh, upstairs from Long's if uh, or the old Sears side, for those of you that don't know. That's their monthly sports cards and collectibles in-person show. My understanding is going to be a pretty big event. I know the last couple of months it was condensed because there was a butterfly display, which was an awesome display, let me be clear, uh, down there. But uh, we're going back to the the big event I heard this time. So come on down and check everybody out uh, and uh, make sure you say hi to me. I'll be down there as well. Again, uh, that's this weekend starting at 10 a.m. both Saturday and Sunday. Pro Ridge via Mackay. So uh, we've, we've got quite a few things to do this uh, this show. It's sort of a little bit of I guess catching up, not only are we obviously on a different night for those of you that are listening for the first time. Yes, we did move from Wednesday to Tuesday to make space for Call the Coach, and that's head coach uh, Timmy Chang on Wednesday nights at Ruby Tuesdays. Uh, but, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to stay on this time slot until Call the Coach is up, and then uh, we'll, we'll see if the basketball Call the Coach switches us back to Wednesday. We'll have to see about that. But, of course, as always, uh, third segment, we'll have uh, buy low, sell high with some interesting things to talk about coming into the football season. I know Josh mentioned the lovely draft that he just had. And, you know, in a PPR league, Josh, I'm, I'm going to bail you out a little bit here. In a PPR league, even if you drafted two wide receivers, you have a chance, especially if the guys that drafted in front of you pick two running backs who both get hurt. So you know what? Don't worry about it. You actually might be okay. If this was non-PPR, a little bit different story than, um, yeah, we might have to take the under on your wins this year. But uh, if it's a PPR league, I think you're okay. But, um, yeah, so we got we got quite a lot to catch up on. Of course, we'll make sure we give away a really cool prize at the end of the show as well. But let's dive right in here. Joining me right now, uh, we got Toy Links and Ideal 808. I'm not sure exactly which person we have on here because I know we're scheduled to have two different people. Who do we have joining me? Is it Brittany? Hi, this is Brittany. Hey, we have uh, Brittany Koyanagi here from Ideal 808. I say I'm not sure because, uh, you know, we're scheduled to have both you and Tony on. But I'm glad we got you on because we've had Tony on so many times. And, you know, I know he's listening right now. I'm just kind of tired of talking to him. I'd rather talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. For for those that don't know, uh, we've had Toy Links and Ideal 808 on a number of times before. But because we were on Wednesday nights... We couldn't have Brittany on, and Brittany is sort of the resident live breaker for not only sports, but also stuff like Pokemon and some Hollow Live products and all of that. And that's actually what I wanted to do: is pick your brain about the newest Pokemon product that 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 just came out. I heard you were busting some Lost Origins. Is that correct? Yes. Since we are a tournament store, we can open it early. We've been selling it since yesterday, and Lost Origins has been flying off the shelves. You know, it's one of those products that I, I, I'm hearing a lot of people are interested in, but w- what's the chase in it? Is it another Charizard chase? Is that sort of like the, there's a Charizard, everyone's going to go nuts for it? Actually, this time it's a Giratina Altar, and um, oh. after that, it's probably the Aerodactyl Altar people are looking for. 
So we're talking about those full-size alt-art cards. I mean, let's face it, every set has a couple that people are chasing, but this time these are the top two. Yes. Are, are they tough hits? I mean, you know, some products, they're, you know, one in a bajillion boxes, but are, are these pretty tough hits where we're talking about, you know, potentially being $150, $200 cards? Uh, yes, actually. The um, Giratina um, on TCG is like about 200 right now. Oh, wow. And I haven't even hit one yet. It's extremely rare. But I will say the overall box rates have been really great this set. There's like a lot of golds and a lot of other things that you can hit. And it's been really nice to open, actually, as a product. So, so it's, it's hard to hit the Grand Slam, but you, you got a, quite a few doubles and triples in there. And so it makes you feel better about yourself. Correct, yes. And, you know, not all Pokemon products are like that, right? I mean, if I remember correctly, even recently, so, some of the products like Brilliant Stars, you, you could go six, eight, ten boxes in and still not even have a complete set because the collision was brutal. Right, exactly. Even um, the set before, like Pokemon Go and Astro Radiance, um, even though Pokemon Go was a small set, it was still hard to hit a lot of the cards. And for Astro Radiance, too, it didn't seem like there was a lot of hits spread across the boxes compared hmm. to this set. So do you think, in, in your opinion, this is one of the sort of, okay, we finally got it right kind of things? Or do you think that maybe the, uh, I, and I, I hate to say it this way, but do you think there's so many hits that eventually the product is going to soften? Or do you think that just because there is that really, really, really tough hit out there, it's still going to be a, a pretty, pretty valuable product to buy boxes for? Yeah, I actually do think that it's still going to be a pretty valuable product. The alt arts are still pretty hard to hit, but it is nice to just have a product where you can still overall hit some other cards that are still valuable. So I think it's a good balance. I think we finally got it right. <laughs> well, well, you know, Pokemon is a little funny this way too, right? You can go through a case of six boxes, and there might be three of the alt arts cards in there, and there may be none. Right, it's not like sports where they try to guarantee you that one hit in that case. But are you starting to see maybe some of those oddball patterns come out? Like maybe there is sort of that sports cards, you know, one alt art minimum per case, or or, or is it, you know, are they, are they, do they seem like they're changing their their collation for this? It does still seem a bit random. I didn't hit an alt art per case, so the alt arts mm. are still pretty hard to chase but that's what's great about the set is that there is a chase or you could have some valuable cards but there also are some other minor chases that can make a value for the box along the way too we're talking to Brittany koyanagi from ideal 808 and toy links and now as we're talking through pokemon if if pokemon doesn't have a case hit i'm only asking this as as sort of from the investor standpoint is there truly an advantage to having, say, a sealed case? Or do you think, you know, boxes are boxes. They're going to be pretty random. So someone who's walking up to a, to a shop, if they have a sealed box, just buy the box. It's no problem. Whereas with sports, sometimes you wonder if that case hit already came out. So, you know, with Pokemon being more random, it seems pretty safe to just buy boxes. Yeah, I actually like that about Pokemon is that it's safer to buy boxes and you don't have to worry about, like, case hits or the case being dead. Mm. So it's nice to sit on sealed product, even if you just have, like, a box or two. And then it's also fun to bust because the chase exists. 
Well, and that's theoretically true, right? In six boxes, whether it's a sealed case or not, you could have six of the biggest hits. I mean, that's actually possible. Right, right, exactly. You know, I know a lot of people like to open different things, whether it's a couple of boosters, a couple of ETBs, some sleeved boosters, a couple of the the box sets. I mean, there's sort of this general philosophy that some people have locked into their head that certain ones offer a better hit ratio. And I know that there's websites out there that talk about expected hit ratios. But as much product as you have opened, are, are you seeing that in general the hit rates are pretty much the same? Um, I would say, yeah, in general, the hit rates are pretty good across the board on this set. We are opening some uh, elite trainer boxes, and sometimes they would have the alt arts instead, and then sometimes we'd open the booster boxes and they'd have more hits. So it's really just all over the place, and I think any product is probably fine with this set. I think the fact that they don't purposely pre-collate a certain way where they're guaranteeing a hit per case also makes it possible, right, that every single thing could have the biggest card in it. Right. You know, with, you could with, open five ETBs back to back and hit the Giratina alt art. Right. If you're really lucky. Right. <laughs> or, or for that matter, five sleeved boosters and have it if you're ridiculously lucky. Right. I mean, there, there's there's always that possibility because they aren't trying to purposely collate it a certain way. Right. Okay. So now. You've been doing a lot of breaks, and I, I know you've done sports as well, but like I said, I really wanted to pick your brain about some of the non-sports stuff. For those of you that don't know, um, Brittany is down there at the, the Pro Ridge by Mackay store, um, not store, setup, pop-up event. Uh, usually, at least one of the days on, on the, the weekends representing Ideal 808, and I got to tell you, you open the eyes of a handful of some of my more diehard sports guys to this thing called Hollow Live. Now, I'm saying this as a person who's, yes, I've seen the product, I've opened the product, but it sounds like a little skepticism on my side until you pointed out some of the values. Now, why don't I give you a couple of seconds here to tell people about some of these Hollow Live products because some of the sports guys out there, they're looking for something else to open. They just can't afford to bust a $7,000 box. So these Hollow Live things have chases in it. Go. So Hollow Live is actually part of a game called Weish Wars, and that game is actually on the rise for collector value right now. Hollow Live is um, a great example of that because there are some what we call SSPs. That's like one per case hit, and some of those can be thousands of dollars. Or like you know, the highest one is like two thousand five hundred, and then there's another one that's like a thousand five hundred. It's definitely something you can open at a lower price point, but still hit a way bigger card. And for those that don't know, when we're talking lower price point, give them an idea of what the range of prices are like. So a box of white Wars usually ranges from about $70 to $80 on average. So that is much more affordable than like buying like a few hundred dollar or a thousand dollar sports box, but you could still hit cards that are over a thousand dollars and to be clear these are not autograph cards these are just literal short print foil cards i want to make that clear for those that are listening you don't have to know what person you're looking for an autograph for you just have to know if you got the short print foil or not um there is a hollow stamped 
foil of the signature, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's not like a hand autograph. Right. But there are certain characters that are more popular than others, so you might need to know which characters are more popular. But those are very easily able to look up when you look up the set. And for those that don't know, you don't have to be into watching any of the TV shows or anything from a pure collector standpoint to know that if it's short print, it's going to be worth more. I mean, <laughs> it's not rocket science, in other words. There's, and, and, and at that price point, it's a lot easier to go after some of these shorter print cards. Right, exactly. You know, for those that, that are interested in diving into maybe a box or two, what's the best way for them to find you? So you can, if you would like to break with us, you can watch us on twitch.tv slash ideal 808 and place an order on 808breaks.com slash products. Or if you want to open your own sealed product, you can visit our retail location toy links in the Dole Cannery or order off our online website, ideal808.com. And for the record, if you're going to break some products for them, you'll guide them, right? If you're, if they're, if they're telling you, Hey, uh, I'm opening Hollow Live because I, I heard you talking about Hollow Live on the radio last night. You're gonna you're gonna guide them. You're gonna tell them, hey, th- this is a pretty good hit right here. Right, of course. And if anyone has any questions, they can um, message me on my personal Instagram, Susni S U S T N I E, and I can answer any of the questions they might have about waste. All right. Well, thank you, Brittany. I really appreciate it. And uh, I know we got uh, Tony in the wings here, but make sure we come out. Uh, do you know already what day you're going to be down at the show, or are you going to be down there both days? I will be there on Saturday. All right. So if you want to come down and ask Brittany some questions and check out some Hollow Live stuff, make sure you come on down and ask her those questions. When we come back, we'll have Tony on the line, again from 808, Ideal 808 and Toy Links, but we'll be talking sports with him. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show on ESPN Honolulu. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles radio show on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show. Hey, that was um, Brittany Koyanagi from Ideal 808, and we'll have Tony joining me in a couple seconds here. But before we do, I want to make sure you guys check out Flavors of Football. It's another benefit for the Hawaii Football Foundation. Hawaii Bowl, I'm sorry, Hawaii Bowl Foundation. It's happening Tuesday, September 20th at the Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. Tickets are on sale now. Uh, eTicketHawaii.com. Check all events and then go ahead and look for uh, flavors of football. It's actually a really cool event. It's like a wine tasting. Of course, there's all kinds of auction items and some really cool experiences. But again, 6 p.m. September 20th, uh, that's on Tuesday at the Simplify Arena. Again, this is a benefit for the Hawaii Bowl Foundation, and they do help a lot of different schools and a lot of different programs statewide. So please go ahead and go to eTicketHawaii.com, check out the flavors of football, and buy some tickets and check it out. All right. We got Tony Yamada here. Tony, so uh, we just had Brittany on there talking about a uh, Hollow Live products and Pokemon products, and I know that's right up your wheelhouse, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've been doing it for so long. So we figured, um, you know, we'll bring we'll bring her on because we were trying to bring her on, but she's been doing breaks for you on Wednesday nights. So it was actually great to have her on, uh, and she really mm-hmm. does share a lot of information. And I know she mentioned she's going to be at the show this Saturday, and I do want to encourage everyone to come on down. And you know, if if you're getting tired of sports, maybe you're tired of dropping eight thousand dollars on a single pack. 
hey, <laughs> you know, try, try a couple of Hollow Live products over at uh, Toy Links 808, uh, Ideal 808. Um, ask Brittany, what should I open? In fact, yeah. open it with her, and she'll talk you through what you got. I mean, that's that's something that, you know, I, again, I brought up that she did that to some of my most diehard sports guys, and you guys listening, you know who I'm talking about. Um, and it, it, they, they had a blast, you know. So, you know, congratulations on having a staff member like that. But I didn't bring you on to talk Pokemon and Hollow Live. I didn't even bring you on to talk about Brittany. I brought you on to talk about sports. Uh, I know <laughs> you love sports just as much as I do. I, you, you were right up at the Burbank show, if I remember correctly. Yes. I uh, just came back from Burbank, at the, uh, which is Burbank Sports Cards' uh, first and first time show. Um, and what an amazing, it was an amazing show, actually. It looked like it was pretty big. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm so used to um, like vendor booths at conventions that when I go to sports card shows and they give you this like, uh, I don't even know, I guess a four foot table and they put three <laughs> showcases on it. I'm like... <laughs> I'm kind of like not used to being constrained that tight into a little booth. I mean, oh. um, I, don't, I don't go up with a lot of stuff. I, I, I kind of do it more for the, you know, just to have fun, check stuff out. If I get to do some trades and buys or sells, it, it just, it just adds to the, you know, to the experience. But, um, uh, but yeah, I, I had a showcase, uh, sharing it with Lance and, um, it was just nonstop. I mean, you know, people are trying to trade, sell, buy, and, it was all all weekend. In fact, I left Sunday, and I heard Sunday was just as busy as Saturday. So it was kind of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have left. Well, in the sports world, that's good to hear. Uh, what what are you seeing? I mean, are there oh, yeah. sort of the we, we talked earlier, and you know, those that have listened to the show before, they know you and I have talked about how the high end seems to mm-hmm. continue to be the high end. But are we starting to see with PSA opening up that thirty dollar grading? Are we starting to see that that mid-level come back again where the the quote normal collector is is buying and selling and trading in that area yeah i think i think it's coupled with a bunch of things going on and one of the biggest things i think one of the one of the events going on is that just there's you know people are tired of you know seeing ten thousand twenty thousand hundred thousand dollar cards i mean it's great to see it but in most cases it's unattainable and so like we're going back to a lot of activity on the lower side of the, the, the spectrum. And, you know, cards from $50 to $500 seem to have a lot of action. Box, you know, people who had boxes of cards to finger through uh, or just slabs, you know, and things like that. They, you know, they, they, they seem to have had, like, just a crowd constantly in front of their tables. Like, my stuff, I, I, you know, people would walk by. I had one or two at a time, and, you know, and, and they were looking. But um, I tend to deal in the, you know, when I go to shows, it's more the mid-range, so I try to, I, I, I like to have cards anywhere from like a thousand to ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the guys who had stuff in the, you know, in that, like I said, that fifty dollars to a thousand dollar range had just constant activity, and you know, man, it, it looked. It, I was a little jealous. It looked so fun, you know. <laughs> Everybody wanted their cards. <laughs> it, it almost makes me feel like, or it makes me wonder: Are, are we, you know, are, are we? For, forget the fact that it's graded, but. Going back to this range of, say, like you said, 50 to 500, are we sort of resetting the market, right? I mean, we had that massive run where what should have been $50 was $350. So now are we resetting the market so that, okay, I'll, I'll buy it at 50 bucks or I'll buy it at 150 And so now I can get back into not only buying, selling, and trading, but I don't have to worry about just buying one for my collection because 
that's all I can afford. Now I can afford to buy one or two. Are you seeing guys picking up that second and third item so that potentially down the line they can trade? Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's it's. I think there's some market shifts where before you know people would look to buy quantities. Um, now I think people are looking for angles. Mm. So we're looking at stuff like um, you know immaculate moments autographs are popular. You know, and and they're not necessarily all like you know uh, like a Steph Curry one that might cost five to seven thousand dollars. It's there's some football, for example, football is kind of hot, right? Like you see a lot of guys looking for. I, I, I had a Russell Wilson immaculate moments that I, you know, just happened to pick up along with like a Ben Roethlisberger and a, I think a Skittles. Um, and I, I got, you know, I didn't sell them, but I probably had over the weekend at least 20 people ask about each and they just, you know, cause they're, they're unique. They're numbered to 10 or, or whatever they are, 25. And there's stuff you just don't see every day, you know? Mm. And for the price points, you know, from like a hundred fifty, uh, 200 bucks to like maybe 400 bucks. And I priced them a little higher because to be honest, if I don't sell them, I was kind of like, okay, maybe I'll just hold on. Um, and, you know, they're fun to collect. I, it, it's, I, I still collect. I still, you know, I, I sell stuff, but I also collect cool stuff that I really like. And, and um, those are, those are kind of like the cards that, you know, I, I, it's not like if I sell it, I don't think I'm going to have a chance to go get one again anytime oh. soon, especially from like 2016 or something, you know? Well, if the collectors are looking at it, then that tells you also that they're, they're in the same boat you are in terms of what they're looking for. They're looking for the unusual. The the standard right. days of the base auto, that, that's that's all fine and dandy, but I'm not going to pay a premium for it anymore. Now, mm-hmm. I want that Benny Montgomery with the, please help me, or the Benny, or whatever, you know, whatever random strange thing that's on there that shows someone actually has a personality. And that's where these moments come in, right? These little phrases, these little quotes, these little things that they've written. I, I really think that the market is starting to like, instead of going, so, you know, during COVID, everybody was going in one direction. It was playing follow the leader. And so everybody bought a PSA 10 silver Luka Doncic um, and everybody followed, right? Now it's kind of like everybody's, you know, at the same time, they're looking at alternative and angles They're but they're also collecting things that not, number one, may, might make them happy. Number two, they have nostalgic, atta- you know, attachments to, or, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, memory towards or, Whatever it may be, people are starting to kind of, you know, it's starting to go kind of horizontal and, and, and from side to side now versus just straight up and down. And so I'm starting to see more and more people look for different things, which is nice. I mean, you know, I mean, of course, there's the guys who are the flippers and dealers and they buy Justin Herberts and they want to buy it and flip it and, you know, still do the same. But now there's so many different ways. The market has grown and, you know, there's more ways to kind of, I guess, uh, touch different get in touch with different collectors through social media and and card shows there's more card shows now than ever i i, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that i'm not i don't I, mean, I don't keep track but um i feel like there's enough activity and collectors that you know just about anything can sell i mean non-sports has taken incredible jumps from you know i i put up an ad that i that i made like 15 years ago when i was selling emma watson autographs for 399 dollars. oh wow and yeah, I mean the 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 Prisoner of Azkaban and all those um, Harry Potter boxes. I was selling them for like forty nine ninety five, and today, I mean, they're thousands of dollars, literally. Right. And I think Emma Watson's are like over ten thousand for her right. autograph. And and so, like you know, the, the the interest in all of these different types of collectibles has grown, you know, universally. Um, maybe the prices may not have held as high, but you know, from where they started. So if you've had them over the years, you know, nothing goes up in a straight line, right? So. 
Um, we see an incredible jump, and and like I, I hear guys complaining that their card went from five hundred dollars to ten thousand dollars, and now they can't get six thousand dollars. But I mean, wait, you know, you got it for you know back in the day, these even at three thousand, you're still fine. Right. So, um, it, it's it's uh, you know very unique landscape right now. And I think that's the other thing people have to remember, right? I mean, if you're and, and this is where I like quoting Lance Kalu Kukui, you know, a good card is a sold card, right? So if, you, if you've made some money on it and it's not something that matters to your personal collection, matters to your emotions or your heart like you were talking about, just call it a good day and walk away, right? I mean, exactly. you know, there, there's going to be other opportunities for you to pick up something that you really like if you've put the cash aside having purchased, I mean, having sold some of the things that don't mean as much to you. Right. I mean, I, 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 I really, so, so, you know, if, if you don't learn how to separate your collection with, you know, so everybody sells, buys and sells. I mean, it's a great means to be able to upgrade and, and, you know, get something that you, you, you know, you may, may not have been able to afford, you know, out of pocket. So you take something from your piece, your collection, you sell it or trade it, upgrade it, and then you go and get something else. And a lot of people do that. And, and there's nothing, I, I think that's perfectly, you know, that's a wonderful part about collecting and, um, just, you got to understand though, that I think you got to know what is your PC, what is not your PC and things that you're really willing to let go of. And, and once you figure that out, I think it makes it a lot easier. Well, well and, and in addition, you have to know what you like. I mean, and, and I, I've talked to so many collectors that are so stuck on, well, what's the value of this? Well, yeah, what, yeah. What, what does it matter? Do you like right. it? Do you not? Yeah, I, I just came back. Uh, so my coolest pickup in, well, I had two cool pickups, but one of them was an unscheduled one and one was. Um, so, well, both were unscheduled, but one was, I, I thought I was going to end up with it. So I picked up a comic at Burbank, um, which was a fantastic, uh, fantastic for uh, number 48, which is the first appearance of Galactus and mm. the Watchers. Well, the Herald, Her- the Heralds, which was Silver Surfer. Um, so, I picked up one of those, and I also happened. I was walking. I, you know, I didn't get to walk the show. It was so busy. I literally the first three days I didn't get to walk the show, and then Sunday I I, I was going to drive out. So I said, okay, I, you know, I'll stay a little later uh, before the show opened. I made two rounds, and um, one of my friends actually had a uh, Gail Gadot auto. Oh wow! Uh, from the XYZ XZY or ZYX or whatever it's called from Tops, but um, you know, from Wonder Woman, and and um. You know, I, I, I just kind of, I, I didn't even ask him the price, He, you know, and, and he owed me the money. I saw his price tag, which was 5000 and I definitely wasn't going to pay that, but I told him, you know, hey, I really want it. And so he said, okay, here, I'll do it at this. And, you know, I just, I didn't even ask him for a dollar off of it. I just took it and just said, okay, this is cool. I just wanted the card. Well, but but again, it, it's knowing what you want, right? I mean, and whether that's at $5 or $5,000, the point is you have to know what you want. Otherwise, you're going to find oh. yourself chasing. And, and if you're chasing, you're not making your own decisions. You're going to find yourself with 1,000 cards that are worth $2 each that you spent $20 on. Exactly. Yeah, you know, people have to really understand collect. Uh, you know, you really have to kind of focus on collecting because collecting can be so broad that you kind of bury yourself in cards. And when you realize it's time like, oh, man, this is too much, then it's just really hard to get, you know, to, to, to do things with it. It's much easier if you buy things that you could love and collect, and then later on, if it goes up, you know, okay, great. You can sell it off, trade it off, and, you know, upgrade to something else that you really like. And Yeah, it, no, it, it, a- it's absolutely. A, it's a never-ending cycle. Right, right. 
Well, we're talking to Tony Yamada here from Ideal 808 and Toy Links. Uh, Tony, we, we are pretty much out of time here. I want to make sure people have an opportunity to find out where to find you and your staff because, again, your staff is so friendly and so willing to help. I, I want to make sure that uh, they have an opportunity to find you. Cool. Best way is check out Ideal808.com, Ideal and the 808.com. Um, We've got all our information there. And uh, our store name isn't under Ideal 808, but you can find our location through the website and our phone number, contact, et cetera. Um, and other than that, yeah, we're, we're located in the Dole Cannery uh, shopping area across from the Regal Theaters, um, parking the Costco side parking lot near Home Depot, and we're right down the al- open alleyway outside. And definitely come on down this weekend because Brittany will be there helping you open products. Oh, for sure. Yeah, she's, she's fantastic. Yeah, so, thank you so much, Tony. I really appreciate it. And uh, we got to make hey, sure we bring you back on again. Thanks for having us. All right. That was Tony Yamada and uh, Brittany Koyanagi from Ideal 808 and Toy Links. Uh, when we come back, we will have Jeff joining me for Buy Low, Sell High. Eric's a little under the weather here. but uh, And, of course, um, we'll have our trivia contest after that. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show on ESPN Honolulu. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Radio Show on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show. Joining me this week, uh, we got Eric a little under the weather here. So we got Jeff Lee joining me for Buy Low, Sell High. Jeff, how are you doing this evening? Hey, how's it going? Doing well. So it is football season. I know we were just talking about a little bit of fantasy football draft, and I was uh, trying to talk Josh Pacheco off the ledge here about drafting two wide receivers in his first two rounds in the PPR league. But uh, we're going to be talking about from the collector's side here, and it does seem like it's it's kind of hot for the 2020-2021 quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I, I know the first guy to kind of, to show up on the radar was like Malik Willis. I remember week one, uh, you know, and then I, you know, naturally I go and try to track card prices and stuff. It's like, it's like rinsing. Like, so I, I know, like, I made mistakes in buying into the hype. Uh, I'm done a little bit better on being a little bit more careful before I go out there and start spending my money on guys. Probably field this year. Well, you know, one of the funny things with the last couple of years of quarterbacks, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about, so, so this year's draft was a little rough. Let, let's be real here. The, the only number one draft pick was, is now sitting behind Mitch Trubisky and the Bears, and I think he's going to be okay. I just, I, I, I do think that Mitch Trubisky was the right choice for this year. I mean, not the Bears, for the, um, for the Steelers. But I do think Mitch Trubisky was the right choice for the Steelers this year. Uh, in, in, in the long run... I think, you know, Trubisky loses his job. But when you look at guys like Joe Burrow, when you look at guys like Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, you know, a guy who hasn't even really played a long season yet. He's played a couple of downs, basically. It's amazing how big the hype is for all of these guys right now. I I went guys like Pat Mahomes, he's like a double-edged sword, right, where I mean, he, he creates that precedent where, you know, a guy can kind of come middle of the pack, kind of make a late push to go up the draft boards, and you kind of see how an organization can, you know, Andy Reid puts all this chip to the table and says, this is my guy, and it really pans out, right? And, I mean, that's like best, best case scenario. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for a guy like that to come up because prior to that, I mean, 
kind of kind of a drought famine, right? With guys kind of flashing like Dak Prescott, guys like that. I'm not saying Dak Prescott's done, but um, to kind of have validation did help to see a guy like Patrick Mahomes. But man, like I really buy into the fact that you know we saw Tober Super Bowl last year, but he may never make it back again, and that's the reality, right? Right. Um, well, ask Dan Marino what that's like, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, for my money, like, I, I, if I was more like, not risk averse, so a little bit more risky and and trying to prospect a little bit of my money into a younger guy, I mean, I would maybe put it into like Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, maybe not so much the guys from last year like Trey Lance, but the guys that have you know won games, proven that they can, you know, throw a bunch of touchdown passes and and well under pressure probably where my money's gonna go um, well I, I like your i like your pick with burrow because even if he doesn't make it all the way back th- this is a guy who legitimately could have a hall of fame career and you know put up ridiculous numbers i mean look at the look at the pieces they put around him my goodness exactly and i mean if, if, uh, one thing that joe burrow does have going for him is that he's Good in a place where they haven't been good in a long time, right? right? So I don't like to put in these terms so much, but like he has a very long leash, <laughs> I guess per se. Well, and, well uh, exactly. Andy Dalton, right? Andy Dalton was was a just make it to the playoffs quarterback, and that was plenty good enough for how long? Yep. And then before that, you had Carson Palmer, right? Which right. I mean, he. I mean, he was mediocre, I, I, in my opinion. Like, you know, he had flashes here and there. But, you know, if you're really looking into it, he probably – you could probably tell halfway through his six-year stint there that he wasn't the guy. Well, so. it's the same thing. As long as you make it to the playoffs, that was good enough, right? And they're, they're just so so desperate to have any kind of seemingly successful year that they were they were happy just to take playoffs. And, well, <laughs> that's that's how you end up with – you know, a twelfth overall pick, and you're never getting that top-flight quarterback until you have one of those, you know, bozo years where you end up having such a bad season, you end up with a number one overall pick, right? Yep, yep. So, I mean, yeah, and I I saw a news article today. I I really dug too deep into it, but I, it was like a headline about how you know Trey Lance when Jimmy Garoppolo like you know had to stay signed with the with the Niners again right you know due to circumstances and take a pay cut whatever it's like I, I read that you know it, it did people around Trey Lance said that it did bother him like that he was sticking around and you know take that for what it's worth but I think all that information means something oh, yeah. I, I don't I yeah I don't necessarily think that I don't have an opinion on you know oh like Trey Lance that's the guy and you know there's no way he's gonna have a sub 500 season as a starter but you know, I'd like to see some of that stuff, right? I'd like, I'd rather him have an opinion on, you know, the Niners either moving off of Jimmy G completely or, or keeping him around for whatever reason. You know, that should, you know, pull some type of emotion out of him. And I'd rather him, you know, be upset about it, be like, you know, hey, I'm the guy. You know, I don't need this guy, like, around. <laughs> I don't need a backup, pretty much. Well, I, I think that. You know, the Niners were put in a position where they kind of had no choice because no one was exactly coming out of the woodwork saying, hey, we'll give you uh, seven first-round picks. But the the reality was that 
Yeah, I think the general consensus was that he was going to somehow, some way, end up being there at least for the first half of the year, and 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 see what happens with injuries and whatever come the you know the trade deadline. But you know, besides someone like him, you look at that draft class, and Justin Fields is in a great setup. I mean, they're they're trying to build around him. He may not be the guy. We don't know yet. But they're trying to build around him. Same with Trevor Lawrence. Let let let's take last year and throw it out because he had basically no coach. Uh, but you know they're trying to build around him, and and I I think we haven't really seen that from a lot of these these quarterback drafts, maybe you know in, in a decade. Yeah, that is that's true. I mean, that's a Trevor Lawrence thing. I'm actually I call I chalk that up as a success for a rookie season. Oh yeah. To that situation in the room, and I don't really recall too much of hearing about you know Trevor Lawrence doing this and that. So actually, you know, excited to see with you know with with the new head coach and just kind of the new coaching staff. You know, I, I do expect them to improve. I don't expect them to make the playoffs or anything, but definitely I do anticipate um, Trevor Lawrence show, showcasing a little bit more this year. Uh, yeah, it's given those circumstances. Well, and I think it just shows, right? You, you talk about getting all the information. It shows he has a good head on his shoulders. And I think that's that's something that, you know, sometimes you wonder about young quarterbacks who all of a sudden sign multi-million dollar deals. Now, we may not think that about these new quarterbacks coming out these next five years who already are multi-millionaires from NIL deals. But for a lot of these guys, this is the first time they're seeing numbers with commas in it that eh, it's life-changing money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just coming back to the card thing, right? Just how it relates to cards. I mean, you bring up a good point about a factor that a lot of people maybe don't take into consideration as much as they should. Is like you know, we're all humans first. So like even athletes, right? We put them sometimes we put them on a pedestal, and but you know they go through the ringer of emotions, and you know some people you know they get that huge paycheck, and yeah, you're gonna see a lot of times like performance and it's, it's going to dwindle right because you know you really get to find out what their motivation was um that's the and that's i feel like that's just kind of the reality right so you got to be careful like uh, i mean i can give you a ton of examples but like i mean just i'm not saying like tatis fernando tatis is one of those but i mean <laughs> if you if you secure the bag right i mean what other what other motivation do you have because a hundred million is, I mean, this is just my opinion. Hundred million, two hundred, three hundred million, whatever, right? I mean, what else? What else are you? What motivation are you pulling from if if that part of it is gone, right? Right. So, or it, Jamarcus just, Russell, right? Talk about a number one overall pick that was that just didn't care after he signed the contract. Yep, and I'm not saying all these people are like all these athletes are like this, but you know, if you start seeing a guy that you know is is, you know, like, good example, T.J. Watt, right? Mm. He basically, you know, you go read an article about it. He walked into the, you know, negotiations, and they gave him the number. He's like, you know, that's that number is, it is what it is. I'm not going to ask for more. I'm not going to ask for less. And he just said, I'm ready to go to work. Right. So it's like, you know, to some people, an extra 50 mil, whatever, it, it, and if they're, like, out training camp because you know they didn't meet the number or whatever it, it, it should be telling you something about that person's potential right are they going to reach their full potential or is it just 
you know, ultimately a numbers game. So I think that's important. Well, I think that also brings us to my second question, which is we're talking up these quarterbacks, but with these quarterbacks come these wide receivers. And if a quarterback has big numbers, usually wide receivers and running backs have big numbers too. And But the reality is from a collector standpoint, when have we really seen wide receivers and running backs post big long-term gains in the card world? I, I don't think I've ever mm. seen it. I mean, honestly, I really, like, for me, the big, the last big hyped wide receiver in, in terms of cards was probably like Odell Beckham, right? Right. I mean, fourteen mm-hmm. stuff was his his pricing was up there with like Derek Carr and maybe a tad under the quarterbacks. But you know, I, I remember at the time you weren't really thinking about positions as much. I mean, right. at least I wasn't. Right? Well, same thing with Adrian kind of Peterson. With- you want to talk about same time frame, right? Adrian Peterson around the same kind of time. Late two thousands, oh, right? I I don't have the data, but I'm sure if you mapped out every first round wide receiver in the last ten years and mapped out their their pricing chart just in general, I, I'm sure it it it's, it would trend downwards. I'm I'm almost positive, right? Um, right. for guys have as much data points. I mean, I definitely think, especially with the numbers out the gate in terms of pricing, like NTRPAs or contenders. It's uh, it's an uphill battle. I don't, I don't think these things just continually climb. They're, they're already priced in, so you got to be careful on your entry points into uh, some of these guys. And, and maybe just stick to some of the base prism stuff if that's what you can afford, right? Don't, don't have to go for the ridiculous. But if you can afford the RPAs, by all means. But um, you know, stick to what you can afford, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, you know, exactly. And I think that's the, the that's the main thing. Well, you know, we are way out of time here. I want to thank you for coming on. I know it was a last minute thing. I wish uh, Eric the best here, but I do appreciate you covering for him. And uh, you know, yeah. always always fun having you on. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Derek. All right, that was Jeff Lee covering for Buy Low, Sell High. When we come back. We will have a trivia contest, and so if you want to be first in line, by all means, give us a ring, 808-296-1420. We've got 1,000 lines open, so if 10,000 people call, that would be awesome. Tanner will be going uh, nuts in there, but uh, you're listening to Sports Cards and Collectibles show on ESPN Honolulu. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles radio show on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show. We got a uh, a nice little trivia question here, and I got I to gotta thank... Um, my pops, uh, you know, uh, those of you that uh, that know my dad know that uh, he's a diehard sports guy. And he gave me this question. And I got to gotta be honest with you, it kind of blew my mind. So I'm going to use it on air. So this is a uh, thanks to you, uh, uh, Pops Kimura. Uh, we'll, we'll call this, we'll nickname this the, uh, the Gary Dickman question, though, because it was an amazing year for New York when all three won their championships. What year did the Mets, Jets, and Knicks all win their respective championships. If you think you know the answer, give us a ring, 808-296-1420. We got Howard on the line. Howard, did you hear the question? Yeah. All right. Uh, What year? Take a wild stab. What year did the Mets, Jets, and Knicks all win their championships? I'll give you a hint. Does not start with 2000-something. So think. Oh, no, no, no. I know that. Yeah, it's probably... I would say in uh, 1970, no, 69. Is that your final answer? Oh, man. Um, 69. Okay, it's 70, 70. 
Oh, so sorry, Howard. Oh, so that, that, that was very close. I will say that. Very close. We got David on the line. David, so what year did the Mets, Jets, and Knicks all win their respective championships? Howard said 1970. That was close. Wasn't correct. What guess do you have? 1969. That is it. Congratulations, David. Stay on the line, and Tanner will grab your information. Can you imagine the first time the Mets, Jets, and Knicks all win their respective championships was 1969? Who would have guessed that that's also the last time the Mets, Jets, and Knicks all won their respective championships. Now, let, let's be real here, and, and, and I, I, I apologize, Gary, here, but, but we are going to kind of rain on your jets a little bit. I'll, I'll, you know, I'm going to apologize to Roland Shaw over at Cross Country Mortgage as well. But, you know, the, the, the jets haven't been good for a while. They, they've been okay. They haven't been good enough to even really make a run in the playoffs. The Knicks, man, I'm not sure what uh, – what they're doing over there. And, and you know, I, I know they were trying to make a run at Donovan Mitchell and they weren't willing to give up all the pieces, so they ended up, uh, you know, basically uh, re-signing R.J. Barrett, which I think in the long run is a good move for them. They need to stay younger. They need to grow and develop. The Mets are having a good season. Uh, you know, they are looking good this year. Now, whether or not they'll make it all the way, the Dodgers look amazing. So that, that'll be a pretty tough hill to climb. Uh, and, and let's be real here. Even if the Dodgers, even if they somehow get past the Dodgers, right down the street, the Yankees are starting to hit their stride again, which, bad timing if you think about the rest of the league, if the, if the Yankees are starting to catch their, their second wind, really, uh, right before uh, playoffs. So it, it's going to be a tough road. And, and actually, the, the, the thought of having any one city win even even two major championships at once is it, pretty amazing. Um, but the, the fact that in 1969 you had the Mets, Jets, and Knicks all win, that, that's pretty awesome. And that is, as far as I could tell, the only time you had the Mets, Jets, and Knicks all win their championships. So thank you, uh, Pops Kimura, for that one. And um, uh, congratulations, David, on, on winning that. And, you know, by the way, uh, we'll, we, you know, uh, you are. You, I didn't even tell you what you're winning. You're winning a Panini Contenders a football blaster box and a pizza courtesy of Papa John's Pizza Hawaii. So that's an awesome prize. Uh, but uh, we, are, we are pretty much out of time here. So what I want to do is I want to make sure I remind you guys coming up this weekend... Pro Ridge Vi Makai, that's upstairs from Long's, the old Sears side. Honolulu Chinese JCs are hosting the Hawaii Sports Cards and Collectibles uh, show. I know there's everything from Hot Wheels to Funko Pops, comics, graded comics, cards, memorabilia. Uh, there's all kinds of art. There's, there's even, um, you know, figurines like Star Wars and all kinds of stuff down there. So so definitely make sure you come on down and check it out. And of course, um, like I mentioned earlier, one of my guests earlier today was Brittany. She'll be down there on Saturday. If you have any questions, those of you sports cards guys wanting to look into uh, opening something a little on the cheaper side with still a $2,000 potential hit, Go check her out at, the, at her booth, and they'll uh, you know guide you on the best things to open, and she'll let you know what you hit. I, I, I love working with uh, you know vendors that are so happy to share like that. And of course, uh, I'll be down there as well. Make sure you stop by and say hi. So I want to thank all my sponsors. I want to thank Tanner in the booth. Of course, I want to thank my guests, Brittany Koyanagi and Tony Yamada from Ideal 808 and Toilings. Also want to thank Jeff Lee and all you listeners out there for joining me tonight. Join me next week for another, another Sports Cards and Collectibles show. This is Darren Kimura saying, having an awesome week. Happy collecting.